Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, show number 25. We're your hosts, Dave. Violet. Our guest today is Elisa Loper. She's known since she was a child that she is here to give pe- to help people in a big way. She's always been highly intuitive, intensely sensitive to others' emotions, having a deep inner knowing of how to help, and extremely driven to help those that are hurting. She has been told more times than she can count how much calmer people feel around her. You may be surprised at how quickly you confide in her, even when you have no intention of doing so. As a hospice volunteer, supporting hospice patients and their loved ones during their final moments, she has received an even deeper level of understanding about grief, anxiety, loss, and trauma. This incredible experience further enhances her client's support. So welcome, Elisa. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Dave. Well, Elisa, tell me about your journey. Tell me what has gotten you here. Like, what what brought you to do what you do today? It's been a long journey. I used to, as a child, I used to, I started this, this sensitivity. I, I couldn't stand seeing anyone or anything in pain. So as a child, I used to seek out stray animals <laughs> to take them home <laughs> um, against my poor mom's, you know, wishes. But uh, it started off with animals, and then um, I was always always the uh, peacekeeper of the family. And uh, I didn't really understand, you know, the sensitivity, and I didn't understand uh, the, the type. I, I grew up feeling like there was something wrong with me because mm-hmm. I felt like I was so different. But as I grew older and went through different experiences, I realized that I had a mission. Even as a younger girl, I realized that I was supposed to help. And so as I've gotten older and now in my little old, older years, I realized that I have a responsibility. And um, I also realized that I have gifts, and including the hospice work that I did. And um, I realized that I uh, have gifts to help people heal, but also to teach people how to heal themselves. Um, and most of us have, you know, a lot of confusion in our lives. We worry, again, that there's something wrong with us. Um, so I'm here really as a bridge uh, to help people understand the traumas and the difficulties they've experienced and how those actually lead to usually their higher purpose and their their mission that they came here to do and what led me here as far as that discover your spiritual gifts was um you know i've always been i was always in the corporate world i mean i had kind of two lives where i was the corporate executive by day, so to speak, and then I had this sort of secret life where I I really desperately wanted to help people. So I didn't really want to sell them stuff. I really wanted to actually heal them, and um, and my my dreams always been able to just really truly be me, my authentic self, and uh, and have a practice of healing and teaching and helping. And so I actually had a very 
good friend of mine who told me about Discover Your Spiritual Gifts and said, you have got to go down and talk to Violet. I knew that I was going to be doing part-time work, uh, and then it just worked out so beautifully, you know, how spirit works, where you're in the right place at the right time, and I finally found this place to where I could actually start growing my my mission, and um, and so, so here I am. Well, you've also done a lot of traveling around to take classes and learn more about mediumship and really be out there to meet and get some of this talk talk to us a little bit about some of those experiences and what you've gotten to do because i know you travel around and take big yeah. programs and places i definitely do um being a medium requires a lot of training and it's not just oh i'm a medium i guess some people could say that oh i'm a medium i'm going to go ahead and go to work and then never train um, my experience has been that we're constantly evolving and growing and i'm fascinated by mediumship and um and all that that entails and so um, i started uh really what led me to the mediumship was when my brother passed away and i was not so sure about if I was a medium as much as I was a healer, but then I was determined to uh, be able to communicate with him. I couldn't imagine not being able to, so I wanted to hone those gifts. And so that uh, turned into a huge um, trajectory of tons and tons of constant training. So I traveled to the Netherlands um, a year ago, I went to the mediumship college called De Swanenhof, which stands for Swan, the Swan, and it's a college in uh, right outside of Amsterdam that is it helps uh, train and and train mediums, and it's a very fine school. And um, I also traveled to Camp Chesterfield in Indiana, and. Um, and have been and I have some major plans to do a lot more studying there next year but there's some wonderful mediums there the best of the best and they uh, offer lots and lots of training and then I've done local training as well so um, it's just been a real mix but it, it's a real ongoing ongoing thing and and the thing too is it's all about integrity too I want to make sure I'm offering my absolute best to my clients so when they work with me they know that that they're really coming, that I'm really coming from a place of integrity and, you know, the service um, for them. There's different types of mediumship for those people that are new to learning about mediumship. And, and I took some of the classes and some of the programs you've been in. And so talk to us a little bit about the different types of mediumship. Yeah, no, and you know, that's interesting to, that you said that because you think, oh, a medium, it's like, you know, the Long Island medium where you just yes. walk up to people and say, hey, <laughs> your grandmother's here, she's got a message for you, and it doesn't quite work that way, so uh, I'm, I'm sure she's, she, she's legit, I believe that, but my, but yes, there's, there's different kinds, so there's what's called mental mediumship, where the medium is connecting with uh, loved ones or guides in spirit, and it's basically you receive information through your gifts. So it could be through uh, clairvoyance, where you see uh, either in your mind's eye, or you see, some people actually see spirit physically. Um, 
and uh, again there's there's different gifts that people have but the mental mediumship is where you're delivering your the medium is a bridge between the spirit world and the the client or sometimes called the sitter and so the mental mediumship is is when you're receiving messages and you're delivering them and um, there's also trans mediumship where the medium will go into uh, usually a light trans state um, where their consciousness is basically moved aside where um, the spirit world can come in through the medium and either do healing work called trans healing um, which is one a wonderful way of doing healing which I work with uh, as well or, or you can do trans speaking which is when the spirit world uh, uh, usually a guide will come very close and they don't inhabit your body, but they get very close in your energy field. So they're basically speaking through the medium when the medium is in a light trans state. And then there's physical mediumship, which is really the most rare type of mediumship. And it takes many, many, many years of uh, practice for even the most gifted of mediums. And that's where the spirit world will produce physical phenomena. And... Um, and boy, is that fascinating to sit in a seance in the complete dark where a physical medium and his spirit team are literally creating um, voices from the spirit world. The spirit world can materialize. Oh boy, is that a process. It is really interesting. And so on a weekly basis, I sit with some mediums to to develop physical phenomena. And at this point right now, we've, we, we sit in complete dark. Complete. And um, and we can see colors and um, see energy moving. So we're working towards um, creating physical phenomena. So to be to be continued. We'll report back on that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're both familiar with Hoyt Robinette and spirit cards. I've done the silk. Uh, I've been in trumpet seances with him. Yes. And uh, so yeah, manifesting mediums are, are impressive. And then. Uh, I've heard about transfiguration mediums, and a friend of mine is starting to, she's done transfiguration in front of me. Uh, she was ringing through John Denver, and I saw John Denver's face appear, and uh, that was quite an experience, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what I also found, though, on, on the transfiguration medium is um, John Denver had different appearances at different points in his life. Mm -hmm. And so you need to f sort of form an intent. I'm thinking of the John Denver in this time frame. This is the image I have, and this is the one that would be most recognizable to me manifesting. So um, that, that's pretty cool, too. There's some neat stuff out there. <laughs> there, There is some stuff, and you mentioned White Robinette, who was at yeah. Camp Chesterfield yes. in Indiana. And i got to tell you, uh, myself and a few others that I'm really close to in the mediumship world, we, we're kind of addicted to White Robinette, so we, we're collecting the, the spirit cards that he does, which are quite amazing. And to case in point on how many years it takes to develop the physical mediumship of those spirit cards that he does, he sat with his team for about 17 or so years before any phenomenon was yeah. actually produced, which you probably know. But it's, it's quite extensive. Yeah, he, he jokes about that. He, he said... Yeah, I was about 18, and I saw this guy doing spirit cards, and I said, do you think I could do that? And the guy goes, yeah, you just need to practice daily. And Hoyt said, if I'd known it was going to take me 12 years, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I would have bothered. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's extensive. And he does, <laughs> and he does spirit cards for his dog. I, no, I didn't know that. 
Yes, he said, yeah, I've done it for my dog. Where I've done the silk and I've done spare cards for, for my dog. <laughs> Me? Well, it's that's like, a new thing. Who comes through for his dog? Well, interesting spirits. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, I, I'm kind of, I love the spiritual camps. You know, I studied in Casadega for a number of years, and they do the trumpet seances or the table tipping where the tables move, you know, so lots of that. So, um I can get you. It's easy to get addicted to that mm-hmm. stuff. I mm-hmm. want to go and see what it is because it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and you know the purpose, the complete purpose of mediumship, really in its ba- most basic form, is to prove that there's life after death. That we don't die, our our physical bodies do, but that we are eternal souls. And it's to it's really to prove that there is life after death. We're just on a as you know, of course, there's we're on a different frequency when we go back to spirit. Our physical bodies are a temporary situation. And to be able to um, be a medium is such a privilege and such a great responsibility. Um, and but to, to be able to connect a loved one in spirit to a loved one here on earth is such a it's such an honor. Um, because it it not only helps the person here on earth and it's so healing for them to have that connection and that evidence that that indeed is their loved one but it also heals the spirit it also helps them progress um, spiritually and it's just a beautiful beautiful thing and people you know you you have to really be get your give it a shot as far as going to a mediumship event or something to really see because I think people are very surprised in a very positive way when they finally have that I I know that was my mother I know that was my father or I knew that was my guide it's it's just fascinating and so much fun well and people have to be open to that you can't go to a, a medium or someone and say, I must speak to such and such, because it does not always work that way. That's right. Oh, I've had that experience. I have a very, I, in fact, I just had someone contact me that said, you know, so-and-so lost a relative and they, and they want to connect. And I said, I would absolutely love to connect them, but and I'll be happy to try. But you have to come in with an open mind because spirit has free will as well and um, my intent is always to provide a message that is the absolute highest and best for the client and sometimes that may not be connecting with that loved one or maybe that loved one in spirit is not ready or maybe there's something you you never know you have to be very open-minded and uh, keep your expectations wide open and I've heard mediums say it's a lot of work for spirit to be able to come in Mm -hmm. that they've got to be able to yeah. tap in and connect as well. It's not an instant yeah. skill that they're given, but they have to work at it too, that the more you do it, the more they come in. You, know, you, you read some of these uh, channel books of people in spirit, and they talk about their training time and how sophisticated do they want to become? Do they want to learn how to drop pennies or dimes for loved ones or feathers or to turn radios on and off or lights? and it's a training process for them to learn how to interact with our energy here. Yeah, because it's not the same. It's not the same yeah. frequency. So it doesn't always. And what has been, because I know all of us here do a little bit of this, right? I have mediumship abilities. Mm-hmm. I know Dave does. So what has been our experience when somebody passes? They're sometimes not immediately available. 
Yeah, they, they may be in a sham hospital for a while to get them psychologically prepared that they actually did die and that they're going to take on a new body. And this could be uh, a week, it could be three months, uh, where they, they think they're in the hospital with doctors and nurses and visitors and, and they're recovering from their accident and being hit by a car uh, because they're not psychologically ready to understand that they died in that accident. And um, so they, they may not be available for a while. Right, absolutely. And I, um, I, I had um, a couple of young ladies that came in to see me uh, because someone that they knew had passed and it was a really odd experience they didn't give me any details which was good you know because yeah. uh, you want to make sure you're not being influenced by the information they provide and they were hoping to also connect with someone else and she was the I could see her but she was behind the scenes and this one person stepped forward and I don't even think he had actually crossed over yet and you and just to what you're saying is sometimes you're right they're not ready and and we myself included before I really started studying mediumship you just think that oh you're gone and you're in quote heaven and you're you know you're back to your heavenly angelic self and it's it's not the case and, at and all. all those memories and understandings have flooded back in and you'd wish that was the case but <laughs> but from my understanding and the studying that I've done you're right it, and they have to go through their life review and yeah. so for instance when my brother passed I I was frustrated because I thought well I'm doing all this work how come you're not coming in we're doing all this practicing where are you and he he was busy yeah <laughs> it's not that he didn't want to connect Mm -hmm. But we're all connected, so it's. But you know, that's what makes it so interesting. Is um, is it, 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 they have just as much ability to. Well, well, let me put it this way: they are growing alongside us, and and the spirit world is always about experimentation. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're perfect and they know everything, and they don't either. They're they're evolving at the same time. So it's it's all an experiment. It is. It's all about the experience, right? And think about it. If you pass, you got to come to some realization that you're not going to touch your loved ones here again, right? That's a, mm -hmm. that's a big thing to handle. You know, if you think about the movie Beetlejuice, and I, yeah. I love to bring that up, they were like, what? We're dead. This is our house. What are these people doing here? Mm -hmm. Right? It's a big thing yeah. of you're not in a physical body right and you can't come back in a physical body in the same place that you're at today that that life has concluded right mm -hmm. that's a lot of processing well, another, another thing is uh, a whole lot of your expectations will create and manifest your reality in the spiritual plane and if you are uh, a fundamentalist in a religion, whether it's Islam or Judaism or Mormonism or whatever, and you have what you think is the concrete view, you have a lock on what what heaven should look like, you show up there and um, it's going to be a totally different experience because our religions don't define heaven. You know, heaven defines us and our religions kind of come up with man-made stories. So you go there with this view of what heaven should look like and you know, they won't indulge you. They'll allow you to create your reality for a while, and then eventually you get to the point where you say, this kind of feels hollow. Uh, these people around me, this is kind of a hollow experience, and what does it really look like? And 
you know, some spiritual beings will step in and say, okay, now that you're ready to get out of the playground, now we'll, we'll show you what the real heaven looks like if, if you can release these uh, preconceptions you have on what it should be. Yeah. Or, and you've talked about people that believe they're going to go to hell. Yes. And they create that reality when yes. they die. Yeah, right? and I, I work with them on retrieving them and helping them understand it's just an illusion. But, yeah, if you, uh, if you believe in hell, you have an image of it, and when you die, you think you belong there. Uh, the Creator says yes, and uh, mm -hmm. you can be in that hell for however long you want to be until you finally say, "Is this all there is?" And you know, an angel may step in and say, "You know, you could have tapped your heels together at any time and gone home." And uh, so, yeah, people do end mm -hmm. up there, and I do go down and find those people and, and take them back. Same thing with uh, limbo and purgatory. Uh, uh, those are both artificial constructs, and uh, I retrieve people from those. Um, it's it's only as real as they believe it's real. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the fear that the church has given us, right? Yes. That this mm -hmm. exists to kind of yeah. control the people, right? And so, you know, as long as they believe that, they're going to create it. You right? know, the ancient Greeks and Romans, you know, they, they had their views and their mythologies about what heaven looked like, and it, it wasn't a particularly happy picture. I mean, it's either punishment or sort of lack of punishment but just kind of wandering around uh, and I'm sure a lot of people ended up with that expectation creating that for a while before they they got emancipated from uh, being tied down to those beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know my father was a devout Catholic I mean he was telling the priest what to do I mean he was <laughs> <laughs> the priest would tell me he was he would tell me what to do and he was right my dad was devout uh -huh. and I had a reading um, with someone who channeled Archangel Gabriel mm -hmm. and I had a conversation with him which was a really interesting conversation and it was right after my father had passed and I said well you know how's my dad doing and I said you know was he okay because I was literally on a plane to go put my dad in hospice and he passed and so I, I didn't get to see, I, w I wanted to be there. Yeah. And um, he said that he passed very quickly and that it's just like falling asleep. You know, you're just, you, it's so fast. Uh, but he said your dad was mad when he passed because he had this strong, <laughs> you know, and I, and I have to say my brother who is already in spirit who passed before my dad did, he's a very strong, he had very strong religious beliefs uh, as well. But, um, much more open-minded and so I know he greeted my father thank goodness because who knows what my dad would have manifested no dad really here come get, with get me get St. Peter down here yeah. this doesn't look this, right where are the gates what, wait a minute so so but I thought it was so funny when Gabriel said your dad was really mad when he first passed because his his whole expectations were just wait a minute I spent my whole life as a devout Catholic and Oh my goodness. And so, interestingly enough, because he and I, and I didn't have a very close relationship, he's come in many times now since he's passed, and I can feel his, he was a, he was a very stoic father, and now that he's back in spirit and he realizes the life that he led wasn't exactly as perfect as he may have thought due to the Catholic, you know, de yeah. devotion, he has come in so much more 
warmly and I can feel his evolvement in the spirit world and how he regrets not being close to his family and it's wonderful to see because you can't spirit when they go back to the spirit world then they continue their evolution they don't just sit there and float on clouds I mean they can I guess but they continue with their growth and their evolution. We're constantly evolving. And it's such a delight to be able to, to hear my dad in my mind, you know, and, and feel him. Mm. And he's so loving. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so lovely because people worry that when their loved one passes that they're gone. And I gotta tell you, my experiences with my loved ones who have passed, I'm literally, no kidding, closer to them now and I, I make the effort to tune in with them. I don't yeah. just, I, you know, it's a combo effect. They're making the effort and I do too. But to my father and my grandmother and to my brother, my brother was my, you know, beloved sibling, much older than me. So he was kind of like the father to me. And now I feel like we are so much closer than we ever were when mm -hmm. they were here. So if, if people, can work through and I help people work through the grief but if people can can keep their minds open and realize that they're not gone you can actually develop a much closer relationship and heal a lot of the trauma and the wounds and the family dysfunction when they cross over well and I think that's a lot what we're meant to do right yeah. you know when I was in my early 20s I'd lost all my family my parents my grandparents and so I wandered for 10 or 15 years without my family and that yearning to have them and I know when I reopened because I had been open as a child right and my mother didn't believe in this stuff and was constantly that you've got to stop this you've got to stop this you can't do this right and so in my late 30s, I reconnected to my gifts and started opening. And they would, I would go sit on my back patio in Florida and they would all come in and take seats and come in and we'd have conversations and I could feel their presence and I could see them. And it was like we were all back together. And today my mother sits in every class I do, right? Very proud learning excited to be here because she always says I didn't get that opportunity I didn't know I didn't know this was possible I am so glad I get to sit and watch you teach others all this cool stuff and so she's always in my classes in the back right and so everybody can really connect with their family if they're open and not close-minded they can really do that and i agree have a better relationship than they ever had oh and so much healing exactly that's exactly what i was going to say the amazing am amazing healing people can't even imagine the the healing it's almost like healing waters washing over you and again to your loved ones in spirit because when they cross over then they start having a higher awareness and they can see the bigger plan because guess what all these things that we choose these traumas and these you know our loved ones passing early it's all part of the plan we all signed up for it we just don't remember um, and I was I want to also say that we everyone is psychic everyone has the ability to connect anyone can be a medium because we're all connected. It's really the intent. Um, maybe some of us have the propensity, like you, Violet and Dave, and you know, I mean, we, we have that extra sensitivity that we were born with, but really anybody truly can study mediumship and learn. 
Well, and, and what people need to understand is the healing that you're doing heals your family, your ancestors, back and forward. That's what we came here to do was heal and peel back a lot of these layers. Yeah. Not only for ourselves, but every time I do a healing, my mother gets healed, my grandmother gets healed, her mother gets healed. It goes all the way back. That's why they're always with us when we're getting healed because they're like, yes, <laughs> keep going. More ancestral I feel it, yeah. right? Because it really does happen that way. There's something about being here in this dimension and the healing we do is so impactful for not only us but our families and everyone close to us it has a connection well we're going to take a break here for just a few minutes stay with us we'll be right back hi i'm violet rain master and teacher of sacred priesthood in the mystery schools here at discover your spiritual gifts this is a program that i offer about once a year we take on students to start this program it's an 18 month program which means there are 13 classes we teach a class once a month and we skip months with holidays and on this path men and women can come together to become sacred priests and sacred priestesses of the order of Melchizedek. The order of Melchizedek is the oldest sacred priesthood on this planet. It was mentioned in the Bible and still exists today. This is about walking a path of beauty, sacredness, and service. It's about learning how to be a magical creator of your own life and using the universal mysteries to create whatever type of life that you're looking for. This path is filled with magic, about learning prosperity, about creating, about sacred geometry, about Kabbalah, about learning about the ascended masters, the archangels, the elementals, including dragons and fairies and unicorns and the mermaids. It brings all that universal wisdom together to create a way for everyone to have that joyful and abundant life that they've always wanted. I hope that you will check out our website under classes and look for mystery school or look for sacred priesthood and find out more about these classes and what we have to offer i look forward to seeing you in class and i hope to see you really soon at discover your spiritual gifts well welcome back to the discover your spiritual gifts live show we're here with our guest Alyssa loper and this is dave and violet and we're going to continue this fascinating discussion on what happens to you when you die and who can talk to you <laughs> I'd like to suggest to listeners, uh, there's a great book, and you can actually download it for free online. It's called uh, Life in the World Unseen, and it's channeled uh, by a guy named uh, Anthony Borgia, B-O-R-G-I-A, and it's a very matter-of-fact book by a guy who died in the, the 1910-1912 era. He was an Anglican minister, and... Um, he had written books in his life, and one of them condemned uh, psychic phenomena and uh, connection, and he truly regretted that when he found out what was going on in the spiritual plane. And uh, about 30 or 40 years after he died, he was allowed to channel a book to talk about his experiences. And it's just very matter-of-fact. It, it's like a, a great guide to the, the afterlife for the average person. And you can uh, look this up online, do a Google search, you can find it free as a manuscript and just download it to your computer and read it. 
Um, my dad was an Episcopal priest and an engineer, and he counseled people who were approaching the end of life. We were very close, and he understood what I was doing with all of my uh, spiritual track. And he found that book extremely useful in talking to people who were nervous or shaky about coming up to uh, their time of passing and what to expect. And he uh, he could frankly talk about, you know, well, there's uh, sort of the, the fairy tale version in the Bible, you know, streets of gold and pearly gates and all that, or do you really want to know what it looks like? And the people generally did. They, they wanted to have an idea of what they were in for. And it really comforted him when he was approaching his end of life. Uh, he died of cancer a few years ago. So uh, I, w I would advocate that book. What? I've read that book, Dave. I, I would co completely agree. It's yeah. fascinating. And it um, from other mediums that I study with, they've said that that is one of the most detailed descriptions of life in the spirit world. And it's um, actually The World Unseen is a combination of several books. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I wish I'd known it was free because I bought them all. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> well, the first one's free. I don't know about the, the volume two and volume three, oh. but uh, Life in the World Unseen, the, the, yeah. the first volume is, is oh. free. It's really fascinating. It's it's super fascinating. And I was going to also say, um, I'm reading a book right now that I think would be very interesting to people who are getting, um, who are curious about mediumship and and what happens in the spirit world and also how to evolve as a person you know we we have this urge to to know more and to learn more and it's insatiable sometimes and it's called the journey home and it's written by lee carroll who channels cryon mm -hmm. um, cryon is k-r-y-o-n but the journey home it's a parable and it's a parable about Michael Thomas and the seven angels. And it's something, it's a short read, and I'm in the middle of it. And I would really recommend it for anyone who is, uh, I mean, I've been studying for years, but I also think this would be something that someone who is just tapping into mediumship or just their spirituality and, and starting to question the status quo that sometimes we have here on earth. Um, but the journey home, it's really, really good and very interesting. And it's, um, it's, it's a light read. It's a really light read. And then one more I wanted to recommend that I recommend to a lot of my clients um, is called Your Soul's Plan by Robert Schwartz. And it's beautifully written. The author is absolutely, you can tell, the most compassionate kind man and uh, the reason I really like this book is the traumas that we en endure in our lifetime especially childhood traumas or things that are just incredibly tormenting to us are usually uh, by divine plan that we've agreed to in our soul's contract and including the people involved in putting abusers and, and you know things that you just can't believe you we feel victimized by and you can't believe that it would have happened but those traumas are many times if not all times um, what are our greatest gifts in our lifetime because they it's like they crack our heart open and help us develop incredible compassion and empathy and kindness and it helps us be less judgmental and it helps us realize how strong we are and, and many times it brings us closer to God and closer to our spiritual nature um, I also do astrology and I find that so fascinating because you can look at someone's birth chart and you can see 
um, a lot of the challenges that they signed up for. It's like the blueprint of their life, and it can certainly go different ways, but you can see the, the, the energy or the propensity of what, um, what challenges they would endure. And every time I've seen um, in someone's birth chart where there's places of wounding, we all have places that we're we're going to have a lot of challenges, but it's all by design because that's where we have our greatest growth and that's where we also, our deepest wounds are usually where we're also um, able to most deeply help others um, because of those wounds, because of the perception that we have and perspective that we have. And your soul's plan talks about, in a beautifully, again, beautifully written um, book, it, and it can be read by anyone, whether they're beginning or in the middle or very advanced, but it talks about the wounds that we chose, we actively chose before we came down here, um, and why, and the divine purpose behind it. So once we know and understand, uh, and this is what I help my clients with, is to help them understand the root of what's going on in their lifetime, the divine plan, the why on a on a high level the highest level and so they understand the truth just like the soul's plan book talks about then there's this piece that will come about oh okay this was very very painful but now i can see the higher reason for it and oh my goodness look at how much i've grown and how much kinder i am and more compassionate i am and more understanding and how I've actually helped people because I have that understanding. Otherwise, I, I don't think I would have been able to do this or I wouldn't have been able to be kind to this type of person or that type of person. Um, so it's actually a gift from God if you want to look at it on a simple term. It's not easy, but our greatest wounds can be our greatest gifts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it really does. It does come that way. and. I know that when I, you know, as the center and as practitioners, as we step in, most practitioners attract clients that have had similar experiences, right? Or we perfect some. So you'll notice that people that have a niche or a specific area they work in, they've experienced that themselves. So they do have an understanding of how to help someone else that's experiencing that same thing. And sometimes we go through that so that we can be that person on the other side, helping others through the same experience afterwards or have an understanding. So I see that a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what makes you so powerful, Violet, is what you went through, all of the loss. Boy, are you now deeply compassionate to others. So look at how much you're helping them. Right, right. You know, our, uh, you know, my life was the toughest when I was younger and growing up, but it was definitely has made me who I am, and I understand that. I don't hold, you know, um, hate for what I went through. It's, you have to have an understanding of, if I didn't go through that, I would be a completely different person and in a different place, and I needed that to be who I am today. So it's really important when we allow ourselves to go through that. So um, it's, yeah, a, it's I, a hard. I, th I think something else that comes up there too is uh, working with somebody you know, who's seen a lot of clients. Um, I, I'm just gonna tell everybody out there, I don't care what you think you've done that is your deepest, darkest secret. 
I guarantee there's 10 million other people on the planet right now doing that activity. You're not alone, you're not unique, you're not perverted, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you, you're not alone, you're, you're not singled out. Uh, you yeah. can't. Nobody out there is creative enough to come up with some weird thing to do with their bodies <laughs> that nobody else has thought of and hasn't right. already done. So, uh, and you know, in our business, uh, working with so many people, we we've heard so many stories that uh, we can be very detached and very objective and non-judgmental, and we're not going to recoil in horror when you you tell us, uh, well, this is what was done to me, this is what I've done to others, things like that. We're we're going to try to help you gain an understanding and to move forward uh, and to uh, get to a, a better spiritual understanding and evolution path um, mm -hmm. because obviously you wouldn't have been looking for us if you hadn't had a desire to move forward. Absolutely and you know something else that um, is so wonderful about when we're healing ourselves or when clients come in and, and we're helping them heal. And it's a process. It's not going to be... I wish it could be like Bewitched when the show that when we were little, we could just snap our fingers and... No, we want to move our nose! We move our nose. <laughs> and, you know, immediately. I mean, maybe one day we'll get to that. But what another thing, and this is getting to what you said before, Violet, is as we're healing ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, we're healing our ancestors and our DNA... And also, for instance, let's say a man comes in and he is starting to open to his compassionate side. He's, he's developing his feminine side. And men worry about that because they're afraid they're going to turn into a girl. And that's not it. We all have masculine and feminine. But let's just say a man is learning how to control his anger or he's healing um, trauma from his childhood. Well, whatever he's healing within himself, he is also opening that energy. He's helping other men who, who are struggling with that same issue or what, with whatever that energy is. He's actually opening up the portal for other men and women um, to heal themselves. So people don't, they think they're isolated and it feels isolating when we're in, in pain, but what happens is, is when we open ourselves up to heal, then we're actually helping others on it. People don't even realize it, and neither do we, but we're helping them heal, helping the world heal. Every minute bit of, of kindness and healing that we help others, or help ourselves and help others do, has a cumulative effect. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So when you think about the good that we're doing and what other the good that others are doing when they actually step up and say, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to heal this. It, the cumulative effect is immense. Mm -hmm. The ripple. The ripple. The ripple that goes out, right, that flows out. Yeah, a, a model I use for that a lot is there are these things called morphological fields or morphic fields, and it's a field of consciousness, and people feed into it all the time. And... Uh, so what I, I tell people, like if I have clients who see me for healing, if something starts to hurt and it's not life-threatening, please get a hold of me first before you get a diagnosis, because when you get a diagnosis, you're going to tie into the morphic field of consciousness for that diagnosis, and you're going to start downloading a whole lot of stuff into your subconscious, just like an internet search, and it will be more work on healing you to get rid of those blockages. The same thing happens in these different forms of healing. Um, there are morphic fields out there that are created through consciousness for every type of concept you can think of. And 
you know, somebody's diagnosed with ADHD, uh, they're going to start downloading stuff from that, whether or not that's an accurate diagnosis. And when you work with that person, you're going to find that they're already assuming the persona of an ADHD person. They're they're doing this, they're doing that. They, they're they already getting an idea of what drugs may help, what may hurt, how they can be abused, all, all that kind of stuff, even if it's not true. And so when we work with people, uh, just like Alyssa was saying, uh, and they identify as, I'm a man who wants to uh, get over my abuse issues as a kid. I want to get lighter on uh, the control freak uh, aspect of my nature. Yeah, you're going to be tying into those morphic fields and we're going to be trying to shift you to a connection to somebody who is more open, more enlightened, uh, more balanced in their outlook on life and uh, switching you from one field to another, so to speak. Absolutely. Right? Because our, our minds are really powerful. If we believe it, we create it. Yeah, absolutely. If we, if we think that is the case, we create it. There are many generations of people that that say, oh, in my family we have blah, 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 blah. Everybody gets it. Well, you've now created it. Whether that's a true yeah. realization. Everybody dies at 50 from a heart ailment. Uh-huh, yeah. and then everybody yeah. does because yeah. we've taken on that belief and yeah. we've created it in our field. Mm -hmm. Where there are just the opposite out there where we have families where the child has come up and said, uh, nope, mm -hmm. I'm not going to take that. It will not be part of my reality, mm -hmm. will not be part of my children's reality. And we cut that connection mm -hmm. to that whole line by just changing the viewpoint of, nope, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. My kids aren't doing that. Yeah. It stops here. It's the same concept, same mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, don't take that on. Don't don't mm -hmm. grab that string. Let that string go, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we do that. So Alyssa, you do flame readings here in the center. Yes. Like about every other month, yes. galleries. Tell us a little bit about what that is and what that's about so people listening understand yeah, what yeah. you offer. It's super fun. Uh, in fact, tonight we're doing our flame message. Um, I don't know if this is going to post tonight, but we've got a, a gallery tonight. So what what I do is I work with a, a medium, Mary Tori, and Mary Tori and I uh, do what's called flame message galleries, and they last an hour and a half. Um, and basically this is a form of mental mediumship and physical mediumship. And so I work with my spirit team. I have my main guide is uh, Dr. Vance Merriman and my joy guide who is Sadie, who is just a delight. Uh, Sadie and Dr. Merriman work with me with my flame message. And then I also have a couple of my different Native American protectors, either Chief Cornstalk or Broken Arrow. And they, what happens is you, you uh, we have an audience of about 20, and uh, Mary and I light a, a candle, and we have usually about a four by six card stock, and um, 
you know, for instance, I will connect with my spirit team, the spirits I just mentioned, and I will tune in for uh, every guest gets a reading and a flame message card. And uh, my intent is always to provide something of great value to the, to the guest and uh, a message of love and healing to the guest. Whatever, again, is highest and best. Sometimes it's a guy that comes in. Sometimes it's a loved one. Sometimes it's their deceased dog. It's whatever they need at that time. And so what we do is um, it takes, you know, three to five minutes per guest. And I literally will take this four by six stock uh, card stock and I will stand there and tune into my spirit team. And then I lightly run the card stock over the flame. So the precipitation of the, the flame will produce uh, an image on the card. I am not manipulating the flame. My my protector is my Native American guide. Um, tonight it's it's going to be probably Chief Cornstalk, as he just he's pretty good at that. And so uh, what I do is, as I'm tuning into the spirit world and I'm running the card across the flame, Chief Cornstalk will manipulate the flame and it will create an image. Sometimes they'll even create color. It's fascinating what they create. I have no idea what they're creating at that moment. I've done them for you mm -hmm. and Violet. And so um, yep. So what happens is I have a, they let me know when they're done and then I look at the, the, a card and there's some precipitation from the flame. It will create sometimes an animal, uh, an animal spirit. It will create sometimes a, a deceased animal. Um, sometimes it will create images of a spirit team. Um, I've had them create, uh, I did a, uh, an event last weekend where they actually wrote a letter, the letter H, which was signifying a healer. Um, and uh, anyway, they just come up with all kinds of really wonderful images that will be symbolic to the guest. Um, and then they, my spirit team will let me know um, what the significance is of the actual image and then I will show it to the audience and the guests and then they will tell me what I need to tell the guests. So, uh, you know, sometimes it will be um, a loved one that will come in and, and want to give some evidence of who they are. I'll get, you know, if it's a male or female, if it's, uh, I, you know, they'll give me some information, you know, what does this person look like? What, what was their relationship to the guest? Um, <clears throat> many, many times I will um, channel guides. Um, I find that the people that attend our uh, flame message galleries tend to be on a spiritual path, and so the spirit world will always, they don't waste energy. They'll always use uh, a medium as an opportunity to pass along some really important information, as you've received some really good information, Violet. And Dave, if you would attend, you would also get really good information, hint, hint. So anyway, um, no <laughs> pressure. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, and so, um, so, you know, it's, it's like a, you know, four or five minute long message. And it's always something that's going to be of benefit to the guests, something that will encourage them, inspire them, give them some type of information that will help them with something that they're being challenged with. They never... The spirit world will never ever um, give details that would embarrass the guest or anything else, but the guest will know exactly what they're talking about. I will have no idea <laughs> what the problem is. I will just be, I'm literally a channel. I'm delivering the message. I give what I get. So if I get 
that, you know, Violet, your mom is here, and she's sending you love, and she's proud of you, and oh, by the way, she wants you to bake an apple pie for Christmas, and that recipe is in the box that you haven't looked at in your <laughs> attic, or, I mean, I, I'm, whatever she tells me, I will tell you, and then you'll know. And sometimes what will happen is the guest will have no idea who it is, no idea, and they'll sit there, and they will have a blank look on their face, and they'll sit and go... They'll be disappointed. I have no idea who that was. What the heck did that mean? And then a day or two later, they'll go, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. It was my uncle Bob, and I, I just wasn't thinking about them. I was expecting my mother to come in. Why didn't my mother come in? Well, whatever for whatever reason, the spirit world knew that you needed to get the message from Uncle Bob, or you needed to get your message from your joy guide because you they want you to cheer up, or they, they have a, a plan for you, or whatever it is you needed that's what you get and so it's about it's an hour and a half long um, you get to leave with a wonderful image that was created by the, the spirit world so it's physical mediumship and um, and then uh, I get a lot of feedback from people that it was incredibly helpful in fact one of the most significant results of one of our galleries was one of my clients got a tattoo to model I think you saw it to model the message the flame uh, wow. image that he received he was so excited and moved by it he got a tattoo so well, what, go. what people need to know is the image continues to evolve over several days so it's not even totally complete at the gallery it continues to evolve it's really awesome I've been to a couple of Alyssa's galleries and I love those we're also trying to encourage her to do more things here at the center and offer more at some time in 2020 she'll be offering a mediumship class here so mm -hmm. we're looking forward to seeing that come down the pike as well yeah I'm going to be teaching people who beginners mediumship it will start from at the very basic level because we, we actually start with developing psychic ability and then lead into mediumship and again anybody can be a medium everybody really is a medium and and a psychic and it's a matter of just getting some instruction and practice and having the intent it's really the intent and um, so I'll be teaching people how to how to begin and how fun is it to be able to develop that relationship with your loved ones and be able to get more clarity and clearer guidance from your spirit teams yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So how do people get a hold of you that are interested in what you offer? Because you also are, are a practitioner here. You're here on Sundays doing readings, astrology, mediumship, lots of different things. So mm -hmm. how do they find out more about you? How do they contact you? So you can contact me uh, by phone at uh, my number 303-807-0068. Uh, you can also email me at, um, I'm going to have to spell my name because people misspell it all the time. It's A-L-I-S-A at A-L-I-S-A-L-O-P-E-R dot com. Alyssa Loper, Alyssa at Alyssa Loper dot com. Uh, you can also, I really encourage you to go to my website because it's pretty... Um, pretty large and I have a lot of offerings and I always post events and I also have a blog because I channel my team to provide um, messages from spirit but my website is alyssaloper.com so if you can spell my name Alyssa Loper <laughs> you can find me <laughs> I'm also on Facebook my Facebook page is called there is hope 
um, and I really, uh, my intent is to always provide um, valuable insight and information from the spirit world because they so want to connect with you and help you lead a much more glorious and blessed life. Wonderful. This has been exciting. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for being part of that. We'll list some information on the recording so that you can contact Alyssa. Um, so thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. This thank has you, been Brian. fun. I always like to talk about this stuff. I could talk about this for hours. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, to all our listeners, thank you for listening uh, to this show. Our next guest is Bernadette King. And please stay tuned. We're going to have some uh, other practitioners who talk about what they do here at the center. We'll see you next time. Take care. My name is Selena from Love Your Light. I knew I was special when I was a little girl. I used to walk around the house whenever family members were hurting or sick pet, and I would put my hands on them to make them feel better. Obviously, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I just always had the drive, the interest to want to help people feel better. And I also, when I was a child, started knowing when people were sick and knowing when they were going to pass knowing immediately babies, boys, girls, twins, other, and it just grew from there. My mom was also an intuitive, so was my grandma, so I was in that environment. It just developed and grew the older I got. I am blessed to have a number of gifts. I am a intuitive, an intuitive guide. I teach Reiki and I'm a mentor. I help people discover their gifts and abilities. I do intuitive counseling, I do energy clearings, personal energy clearings, and space energy clearings. I basically just want to help people see their light and love their light. I am at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts on Thursdays. I'm here full day as a practitioner, so I have morning, afternoon, and evening appointments. I'm also a reader Thursdays. Hi, this is Dave Barnett, better known as Dave the Mystic. I am a long-term aerospace engineer, but back in 1983, I had some events in my life that forced me to reconsider how reality works. I became involved in healing, channeling, meditation, and developing my psychic gifts. Over the years, I continued to work with these, and I had a wonderful opportunity in 2003 to take four years and really delve into all forms of healing, and along the way, other gifts showed up. I am now working at the center full-time, and I'm happy to offer work with past lives, with working with subconscious core beliefs. I do a lot of work with energy and entity clearing, and since I do this always long distance, I can do it all over the world. I also work with karma burning and with soul retrieval, and Soul Splinter Return. I'd be happy to work with you. Please feel free to give me a call here at the center and we can set up an appointment. My direct phone number is 303-902-5323. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, this is Kevin Oak Street. I am an Oracle and Tarot reader at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts on Tuesdays from 10 to 5. A little background, I've been developing my gifts over a long time and just recently I felt like a light was switched on and I got a lot of support and guidance from those close to me 
as I've been developing these gifts, I've known that I wanted to become a healer and to help others as well. And I would love to help you unlock your hidden potential. Discover connection. Awaken sacredness. Come in power. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. 